Hello, hello. You are tuned into a brand spanking new episode of Tide Pod. And I am so excited because the woman who is joining us today is a woman that I have been in contact with. I want to say it's been a couple of years, ma'am. Yes. Oh, it's been a couple of years. And finally, I was like, what are we doing? Why has she not come and shared her story with the Tidebot audience? We're being crazy right now. So we are joined by Audrea Richmond, CEO and founder of Uncloned Media. And she is just a powerhouse in a number of ways. And per usual, I'm going to hand the mic over to her so that she can introduce herself and kind of let you in on who she is and how she got here. But before I do that, I want you to go ahead and get settled, crack open that fresh notebook because you know she's going to share some gems (laughs) and let's get into it. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, Team Dynamics Consultant and Trained Industrial Organizational Psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now, you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to Tipod. Today's episode is brought to you by ClickUp. Now look, there are a lot of project management systems out there, and this is a question that I get pretty much on a weekly basis. Which system should I choose? Now, you know my belief, your system is highly dependent on how you work and how your team works best. However, I am not shy about sharing my favorite of the bunch. It's ClickUp. When it comes to daily team management, I have personally found that ClickUp provides everything you need. My team uses ClickUp for just task management, to house our headquarter resources, and for ongoing communication. My favorite part, with the unlimited version, you get access to the dashboards, which has totally replaced Slack for us, and I am a streamlined systems type of woman. I highly recommend it if you have a team, and guess what? It couldn't be easier or better. You can go to tianatai.com slash ClickUp and get 50% off of your very first year. I'm telling you, 50% off. Just head to www.tianatai.com slash ClickUp to snag that today. So, Audrea, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm so excited you asked me to be here because I have so many things to share. Um, so my name is Audrea Richmond. I'm a marketing and launch strategist. Um, I work directly with my clients to teach them how to build uncloned brands and launch profitable marketing campaigns. Um, clients come to us when they want to become the obvious choice in the marketplace. So clients can know when they're searching for who they want to work with, they know like, hey, you my person. Um, so. I got into marketing as a result of multiple failed businesses, uh, mainly because I would have these different businesses and I would think like, hey, um, you know, I would put the business out there, start to market it. And then I would only market it within my zip code, like only the people who were like within my zip code. And then when people within my zip code stopped buying, I assumed at the time that that was a bad idea. I didn't know to go out and attract new people or I didn't even know that I could go and get clients beyond my zip code. I thought I was so limited within the Memphis market. Like I didn't know people would fly in or any of those things. Like I was just really kind of into that, just trying to like, I guess you could say become a local superstar, if you will. 
Um, but we had multiple businesses. My very first business was a uh, photography studio um, in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a professional photographer. Uh, then I transitioned into graphic design. And then from there, we transitioned into publishing a magazine called Love New Art. Um, then we transitioned to having a juicing business called Juice Me Baby. Um, and all of those businesses actually were good in concept. But at the time, I didn't really understand monetization and or marketing or how to scale it or grow it or any of those things. Also, we were, you know, we now talk about, are you a solopreneur? Or do you have a team? Da, da, da. But at the time, I wasn't even thinking about a team. I was just like, you know, I'm about to grind this thing out. We're about to get it, get it, get it how we live. Right. <laughs> and then um, at some point I was just like, man, how do I got all these dope ideas? And like, I'm constantly broke. This doesn't make any lick of sense. Um, so I decided to go and start studying marketing. Um, and the very first book that I ever read was called Book Yourself Solid. And I remember the author saying in the book, like, fire all your clients you don't like. Because at the time I was doing graphic design that I had a couple of people on retainer. And he was like, go and fire all the clients you don't, you know, you don't like. And I'm like, man, that's about to be my whole roster. Uh, so I'm like, bro, I can't do that. I got no money. <laughs> I got no money saved. I can't do that. Uh, but really what he was talking about in the book was really about positioning and making sure that, you know, you have a business that you like and then a business that you love. And I knew at the time that like, I didn't really like my business, but I also wasn't making any money. So it was like the best of both. It was like the worst of both worlds. Right. And so once I started studying marketing, I could instantly see where the opportunities were. So I decided to pretty much transition into building my personal brand, which is Arthur Richmond. And I decided to really like double down on learning all things marketing, online, offline, free, paid, digital. Uh, I just became like a guru over a course of a couple of years just because I kind of dedicated myself to learning the skill set of marketing. And I promised myself that like once I master marketing, I would never be broke a day in my life. And that that particular statement has remained true uh, since 2014. So from 2014 to now, my business has evolved in so many different ways. And here we are. Oh, my goodness. So I knew a little bit about this, <laughs> but I, I didn't actually know about all of those different ventures. You was a creative genius. Yes. <laughs> and that, that I feel we see so often in the entrepreneur space where so yeah. many of us really are visionaries. Mm -hmm. We have these big visions, these big ideas, these big ways to serve people in our audience, in our community. But what you quickly learn as an entrepreneur is if you don't know marketing and sales, I'm sorry, baby. It, it's, I, not gonna it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it's so yes. frustrating to so many of us. <laughs> yes, yes. So after you really dedicated yourself to learning the craft of marketing and whatnot, I'm curious, did you go into that with the intention of starting something different? And how did it really evolve into uncloned media in particular? So at the time when I was studying marketing, I didn't necessarily wanted to teach marketing because I was still learning it. However, I already had prior skill sets. I was a professional photographer. I was a professional graphic designer. I did web design. So when I came into this space, I was just like, I'm just going to teach people how to brand themselves because it was like, you know, an S show online. I was like, man, I'm looking around and I'm just like, everybody has trash branding. Like, what is this? Everybody is cool with this. And I felt like I could be the change I wanted to see because um, I felt like a lot of people at the time was really putting emphasis on the fact that you didn't need a brand, that you didn't need brand identity, that you didn't need a logo, a website you know, this is stupid stuff you need. You just should focus on getting the bag. And I'm just like, 
Uh, no. Uh, if you're trying to build a brand, all of those things are important. And so I wanted to kind of be that new voice or that re or that voice that kind of reconfirmed that like, hey, if you're building a company for real, for real, you do need a brand identity. You do need to know um, how you want to be perceived in the marketplace. You do want to have a brand story. Like all of those key components are very true. And when you look at some of the most leading companies in the world, that is true. So at the time, I didn't know I would eventually teach marketing. Um, I just knew that at the time I wanted to kind of fill a void initially. That's where all the best businesses come from is seeing and yes. being like, oh, I'm your girl. I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, since then, you know, I happen to have had the behind the scenes, not only just as a friend and colleague in this space, but we've also worked together in the past. And yes. so I know that things have evolved. Yes, a lot. To make your way. And I actually haven't caught up with you in quite a while. So why don't you just tell everybody, you know, since you started Unclone Media, kind of where the company went over the last few years and just yes. give us all the general update and then we'll dig in deeper. Okay. So overall, right now, our company has multiple programs. Um, we've, we have divided our program because we're still kind of a small company. So we have divided our company into programs. That's how I kind of treat departments. And so we have um, our, you know, let's just say we we have our program where we work with our clients with consulting and coaching. Um, then we have our online shop and then we have our um, uh, we have our licensing program, our brand ambassador program. And we're rolling out our certification program. And one of the things I realized, like I created my vivid vision. And at the time, I didn't really understand the importance of like how much people were going to be involved in that in that vision. And I also realized that like after I read a book called Traction, I read I realized that like, whoa, I got the wrong butts in the wrong seats. I need to redo this hiring thing again. And uh, we can go a little bit deep about last year and like how I kind of hired and then kind of transitioned out of that and like what the new plan is. But for the most part, like we're focused on how do we implement, like how do I design a program, put a person in place and they run the whole program as opposed to trying to get people to do these little tasks. And I think at the time when I initially tried to hire, I was trying to hire for a task and not a, uh, what's the word? Or I guess you could say a goal. Like it was like, you do these tasks as opposed to giving this person a whole thing to do. Like, I, I, hope, I hope that makes sense what I'm trying to say. It, de <laughs> it definitely, definitely makes sense. And I want to, yeah. I want to touch on something that you just mentioned, because I think that this is a key and no one's ever brought this up on this show before. So already with yes. this, <laughs> uh, but I do think that this is a key thing that business owners really should think through sooner rather than later, because you said your vision, you didn't realize when you set out the vision that it was going to require other people like all yes. Right. And so I find that for business owners, entrepreneurs, however you identify, whatever title you want to use, I don't care. <laughs> we, many of us have these big visions, really big vision. Like I'm going to, you know, touch this many people per year and do this and affect this change and blah, 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 all these beautiful things. Right. And if you don't sit back and say, now, wait a second, let's pretend tomorrow all of those things come true. Is it just me? Can I do all yes. of that? Or right. are there other people involved? And really sit there and think about it because there's a difference between building something because there are there are many businesses out here where it can yes. really just be you. It, right. I mean, it depends on how much money you want to make and all that. Like, I'm not going to get in your Facts. bags. It's a cap. It's a cap. a cap to it. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a cap to it, but you can. It's possible. Right. 
But if you're not here telling me that you want to, you know, run an education platform and be a speaker and write books and do this and do that, show me a person that does that by themselves. Show me. Hey, they're gonna be going crazy. There's a there's a challenge. I mean, if they're doing it, are they organized behind the scenes? Ooh, are they living a whole life? Ooh, Mm. is it just business? Right. Because many of us, we also need to be really careful with that idea where it's like, we want what we see others have and we want these big visions and whatnot, but you don't really understand what comes with that. And we got to be- You don't want the responsibility. You don't want the bills. You don't want the pain, the stress, the anxiety. Um, So yeah, you better be careful what you ask for, for real, for real. Oh man. Okay. So why don't you, are you comfortable letting us in a little bit around um, last year and the lessons and whatnot? Absolutely. I'm an open book. Okay, so tell tell the people what happened. <laughs> so last year, um, you and I worked together and my goal was to hire uh, marketing managers. And at the time, oh, I got so many deep things I want to talk about. So I'm so glad. Um, so at the time, I was in a program that was all about, you know, creating a group program and, you know, hiring coaches and, and having people run those programs. Based on the program design, a lot of people were teaching like, hey, do 12 month programs. And I knew it, I knew out the gate that I wanted to do a program that was like no more than four weeks. So if I'm training people to help me with these things, how would that look? And again, at the time, I wasn't clear on exactly what I was going to do. I had an idea what I was going to do. I also knew that I wanted some help, some help with client delivery um, and someone who could work directly with clients. And so I had, I thought that like, hey, if, if if I could teach people marketing, they could come in and like replace me. And that was just crazy thinking. Um, but we tried it out. It did not work and it did not work. And I will take full responsibility because I felt like one, I needed to develop my leadership skills. I don't think at the time I was ready to lead people because I was so used to being a solo leader, right? Like I'm leading this thing. I'm making all of the decisions, so on and so forth. And then when you bring other people in to support you, you have to learn how to lead those people and let them have an opinion, um, let them tell, give you feedback. And so I don't think I was ready for that or prepared for that. And on top of that, I wasn't clear around our company's business model. And so Every single day, I wasn't really giving them the proper tasks that that they needed to do. I was giving them what I thought they should be learning. And so because I was unclear and all over the place, it just made that hire. um, It made me, A, I learned about how to hire. So that was cool. I learned how to put all of these contracts together and manuals and payroll. And that was awesome. But on the flip side, when I had to release them from the company, I didn't, I felt like a failure because I felt like, man, I invested in this money to hire someone to help me. I invested all this money in tools and resources. I didn't read these books. I thought I was ready, but I felt like there was two areas I need to improve in. One, I needed to be very crystal clear around our company's business model. And even though I, and this is another thing, you can have a vision all day, but if you don't know the business model and the operations behind the business model, it doesn't matter how big your vision is because when people come in, they need to be led. They need direction. And if you're not clear, you sure can't tell them what to do. Right. And so I take full responsibility for that. Also, as well as leadership, um, I feel like I can improve a little bit as a leader. So I really kind of took the rest of the year to kind of just think through those things, get clarity around that. And um, I recently did a hire for a brand ambassador manager for our company. And I could say that that process was perfect because I was clear. 
I had developed the program. I knew exactly what that person's daily tasks and responsibilities were. I know what the goals and objectives were. And I was like, okay, I can actually try this hiring thing again. And I can, and I felt my confidence be re, uh, was regained or restored. I'm sitting here with like the biggest Chuck E. Cheese smile <laughs> on my face. I was, I was over here silently giving her a round of applause. <laughs> I, I see, first of all, thank you for your transparency and sharing yes. that. And I think that it's a conversation that we need to have more often as business owners, because there really is a level of shame and I'm... <sighs> I've yeah. hired on behalf, but like I used to actually do recruiting for some companies that I worked for in the past and whatnot, and them hires didn't work out. And then I was like, oh my God, I, right. I, I didn't spend all this <laughs> money and done all this yes. stuff. <laughs> to go to Coachella. What in right. the world is going on? <laughs> and so, yeah, there's definitely this really big level of disappointment and a little bit of shame mixed in sometimes even some guilt, perhaps yes. um, I've, I've worked with people in the past who, you know, had to let go of some team members where it wasn't even really the team members issue. It was more like, I shouldn't have brought you on for this role because in retrospect, I didn't even need this role. Like, yes, that's a whole nother eye uh, opening experience as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, I'm glad that you spoke to it because I just think that it's something that happens. And now you're sitting here as proof that like, yeah, it kind of sucks. It does. It is what it is. There are things yes. that are just going to suck guys, whatever, <laughs> Like you can, you can learn from it and move past it. And now you were able to do this with confidence. I'm so yes. excited. I didn't even know you made that hire recently. Yes. Yes. I feel really <laughs> good about it. <laughs> And I feel like I've learned so much between like an employee versus contractor. I've learned a lot about benefits and perks and like, man, I'm telling you, when you step into like expansion and hiring people, you have to evolve. It's beyond you. It's not about you. And one of the things that I've done recently is like, I see my business now as an asset that I own versus my little baby. Um, Because when you treat it like a baby, you're so emotionally attached to it. And if your baby disappoint you, then you're disappointed and, you know, you can't even be in an emotional state to help it. Right. And so now that I treat it as an asset, I'm like, I need to figure out how to make this asset work. And I can be emotionally detached from it to make like executive decisions. Ooh, what an end. I like that analogy. (laughs) That's interesting. I hadn't heard anybody uh, put it that way before. And I do think that there's definitely... You know, everybody's like, my business is my baby. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I get it. Used to be that person. No, <laughs> hell no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's valid on so many levels, just because, you know, with, with any failure, quote unquote failure, with any right. learning lesson, with any opportunity for growth, we'll put it in nice ways. There we go. I like that. Since it's yeah. so to us, regardless of whether it's like operations team leadership oriented, or it's, you know, the third launch you done had that fell flat, it really is very easy to take that as almost a, a personal dig. Yes, you are in your value because we are entrepreneurs and we started these things ourselves. Yeah. Yes. What if finding your next dream hire suddenly became easy? Dare I say it, it is 110% possible. Enter my baby, Dream Hire Bootcamp. Dream Hire Bootcamp is your advanced hiring method to help you choose the right person for the right job 
even if you've been burned by a bad hire before. This program was designed because you deserve to hire someone who gets it, you and your business. Your company has officially outgrown your days of winging it, of showing up to those interviews without interview questions prepared, of not following a systematic, tried-and-true, research-backed process. No, 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 no. Now is the time to utilize a strategic hiring method and build your dream team once and for all. All you have to do is go to tianatai.com slash DHB and you can get started today. Ooh, okay. So tell us, you know, as you look, it's a new year. And those of you listening, it is pretty much the starting point of 2022. Hopefully, knock on all the wood in my house. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this year can act a little bit better than the last few years we've had. <laughs> oh, goodness. But what are you most looking forward to? I mean, you've got a new team member. It sounds like you've got a lot more clarity that you just kind of had to gain via experience. What do you, What's going on? What are you looking forward to this next year? Oh my gosh, so many things. So we are launching uh, four new marketing systems. We have uh, these systems that we developed that comes with like these really cool planners that come with the course, that come with a community component. And I'm very excited about it because we're like in our pre-order stage, obviously at the time of this recording. And it's we've been selling out of these bundles and people are getting it. And I felt like when I introduced this to the marketplace, would people get it? So we're excited about that. So we just completed our production. And so now we're, you know, we're they shipped and they're on their way here. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also excited about hiring. I got like a couple of roles that I want to fill. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we launch our certification program where we're going to be training people on how to pretty much market like we do. And I feel like I've improved my systems at the at the first time I wanted to kind of reflect, you know, get some people to help me with my marketing. I only had my book. So now when I bring people on, I'm, we're going to have our course. We're going to now have tools in addition to my book. And I feel like we have better structure in the system in place to be able to support with that. And I've also learned, um, did some research on how to knowledge transfer. So we're working on that as well. Um, and I just feel like this is the year of leverage and ease because last year I got a lot of sleep, like ton of sleep. And even though our numbers were slightly higher in 2020, I feel good knowing that I pretty much decreased my work by 20%, let's just say 30%. And I still did really good you know, financially as a company. So this year is a big goal, but I also feel like because of how we've designed things, it should be a lot easier and we make way more money. That's the goal. Oh, that's a good goal to have. Look, yes. and <laughs> as we talked about just a minute ago, being able to have that success, but still live a whole life. When you said yes. I got sleep, to me, my little hermit self who loves a good middle of the day nap, I'm like, yes, yes that's a great goal. <laughs> Look, my uh, my brand ambassador manager, she was like, hey, did you know there was a, a nap ministry? I was like, for real? I need to tap in because all my friends be laughing at me. They be like, okay, let me guess. They'll text me midday. And when, when I don't respond, they was like, I guess you taking a nap. I talk to you when you wake up. <laughs> I be getting my naps in, okay? <laughs> they already know. Look, that means they know you well and that's okay. <laughs> yes, I'm here for it. So, you know, my ears were percolating when you said there are some additional hires that you want to make this year. Are you yes. let us in behind the scenes about yes. what yes. you're thinking about yes. in terms of 
also paint the picture again, since we had that other experience back in 2021, where yes. you felt you were clear. I remember you came to me and you were like, I want to hire these two marketing roles. This is what we're going to do, blah, 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 blah. And so we really just helped you execute on that. But now, right. since we've learned from that experience, you've done more thinking around it. It's mapped to how you want to function operationally as an entire company. So I would love for you to give everyone some details into that. So remember me saying that I pretty much divided my business into like uh, programs. So we have our marketing systems that people, you know, they can buy. So I, what we're going to be doing is putting in um, program success managers. And basically this program success manager is over their entire life cycle of that program from in- inquiry all the way to graduation. So if someone reaches out and say, hey, for instance, we have a program called Publishing Like a Pro. So from when someone opts in, their goal is to follow that lead all the way into enrollment and then support that client, check in on that client, um, see what they have going on, making sure they're not falling behind on homework assignments to engaging with that person in the community from hosting Q&A calls to also knowing the content and also understanding the actual materials. So they will essentially take over that entire program. They they know that program in and out. They know how to communi- uh, communicate and engage. They know how to retain. They also know how to enroll and unenroll. They also know how to like move that client through the entire life cycle. And I think giving someone that role is going to be cool as opposed to giving them like, hey, you're only going to re- be responsible for Q&A calls. Well, what about all the other things surrounding this program? Who's going to do that? You know, so like really treating the whole program like, you know, like this, like, hey, you're going to be over publishing like a pro. You're going to be over our certification program. You're going to be over our licensing program. And I think giving people the entire life cycle of the entire role is ideal um, because we have a pretty cool sales process and it's easy to kind of track and measure. Absolutely. I think that roles like that are always very intriguing uh, because they're just more robust. And like you said, it allows someone to kind of take more ownership over an entire thing from start to finish. Now, you know, of course, I, and there, there's pros and cons of both types of roles, obviously. Right. But when it comes to that sort of role, I think the autonomy really shines through. And I think that it enables people to be even more, I want to say, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like dialed in. Yes. And more, there's a little bit more pride that team members can take whenever yes. they own such a large component of yes. what's going on in a company. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, you know, when I looked at the entire life cycle, ideally this pro, you know, you'll be managing this client for like four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a pretty seamless process. Excuse me. It's a pretty seamless process, but it's pretty cool because our automations are dope. We already have the sales process in place. So really you're just kind of managing, you know, where they are in the process. The content is already recorded. So the, the materials already made, you just like, oh, I know on page three, we talk about that. Da, 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 da. So you just kind of becoming more familiar with the program. You're like a program genius. You know, all the things like, oh, you want to publish a book? Boom, go to page. Da, da, da. This is how you publish a book. Like, that's how I want the program managers to be. Yes. And they'll they'll be able to kind of tap into those clients a little bit deeper. Yes. You know, if you have one community success manager or something like that, who is in charge of making all of the clients across all of the containers feel seen, heard, valued, all of those things. That person is actually spread very, very thin when you think about yes. it. 
Yes. Yes. And their their mind is being kind of pinged in different directions because how do you make someone feel seen when they're publishing a book versus when they're launching this digital product versus when they're right. So it is also different ways of thinking. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited about it as well. So yeah, I can't wait. We already have our job descriptions being uh, written. We have a copywriting uh, agency that we work with. So Mm -hmm. we have a couple of job descriptions written. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. So by let's let's fast forward a little bit. It's the end of 2022. Yes. How what size team do you think Unclone Media is being supported by? What are we talking about? Numbers. <sighs> let's see. I would like to have at least five program managers. I would like to have a uh, a COO, someone who reports to me operational uh, person and because I, I want to start building out my executive team um so people well I don't have so much direct access to like um I mean I'm still be involved but like right now if we hire agencies and stuff like that I'm still having to tell each agency what to do and you know I'm still kind of involved in that process so I would love to have a COO to come in and help with the operational um aspects of that and then I would love to have like a product development person, someone who can help us uh, with our, you know, come up with ideas and digital product ideas and physical product ideas and really expand our publishing arm of the company. So, yeah. Those are beautiful goals. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's keep it real though. Let's, let's get a yeah. little, little nitty gritty in it with it. Yes. What, as a, as the CEO, as the CEO and founder of the company, as yes. Earlier, you mentioned that leadership and that journey was a bit of a pain point for you. Yes. That you kind of had to learn and also start to go on that journey yourself for. So what are your feelings about that? Is there any fear? Is it just excitement? Like what? Yeah, I think initially when I initially tried to hire, I didn't understand the responsibility. Like I knew like I was a CEO of the company. It was my thing. But I didn't know how much responsibility was required to be a CEO. When you are a CEO of one yourself, <laughs> you you know, you're not really CEO on yourself all day. You know what I mean? Like you're the CEO, but like you don't, you know, you are responsible as much as your efforts, right? But when you bring other people in, you're responsible for their efforts, their role, what they're doing, the whole thing, right? And so I think when I think about what it means to be a CEO, the, the word that comes to mind very vividly is responsibility and ownership and uh, being, you know, being okay to be wrong and fixing things when you need to fix things. Um, So I think for me, because I understand now the responsibility that's required uh, to manage and run a company and manage a team and uh, carry out like our vision as an organization, I'm now up for the challenge. I don't think I was up for the challenge last time. I I thought I thought I was ready, but I wasn't ready. So, (laughs) (laughs) and you see, that is why I think that there is power in these sorts of transparent conversations. Yes. It is very, it's really tricky. And I've had people come to me before when we've done different workshops and whatnot. And they've been like, Tiana, I don't think I really understood what it was to be a CEO until you broke down these different paths for me and explained, like, if I want to scale up to this level, there's hierarchy involved and I'm at the top of the hierarchy and just like, yeah. And it it gets, it gets to be a lot real quick. If you you know, many of us, because as entrepreneurs, I get it. We, we bootstrap, 
we are scrappy. We've yes. made things from the bottom up. So it's like, I'm just going to build it and it's going to come together. But sometimes we just build a team and it come together and it's not what we thought. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like, like each other or it's different vibes, different mm-hmm. values. Mm-hmm. You got to know diversity, which was a huge thing I had to learn with my initial hires. So I think that, you know, at the end of the day, when you say you want to hire per se, you have to be honest with yourself because you will be challenged and you will rethink everything you thought you wanted to do. Like, whoa, do I really want to do this vision? Because, man, there's a lot required to execute this thing. <laughs> I have. And I'll, be, I'll be so transparent with y'all. One, one day I'll be bold. It'll be like, you know, that I, journal, I journaled it and now it's five years later. Let me show you a picture of this journal entry. Because right. I, I have some visions written down where they would require a much larger team for actual execution. And yes. so currently they're they're more so on the ideas to reconsider at a later date list. Yes. <laughs> currently with who I am, I'm like, I'm not going to say no, Lord, but also do I right. want to do that? <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. You genuinely, y'all. The best thing you can do also, like listen to conversations like these, really tap in, be honest, be transparent, be vulnerable, learn yourself first. Like there is a reason that leading yourself is pillar number one in my framework, because we don't know this information about ourselves. It's very easy to have those missteps. And I mean, you can learn by experience. We've all had the missteps. Audrey has made some hires. I was like, oh. I went. Got to. I got to retry this thing. <laughs> I've made some hires on behalf of others, but I was like, "Oh, not right. it." And so <laughs> it is what it is. But learning yourself, learning the type of leader you want to be, learning the responsibility that you want to take on. I love that you brought that up. It's not sexy, but it's true. Yes, because you know, I tell people all the time when people are like, "I want to be successful. I want to make all the money," and I'll be like, "Okay, let me give you a little insight before you tap in." Um, success requires responsibility. Even when you look at, like, even if you say, hey, I live in an apartment, I now want a house. There's responsibilities that come with a house that you don't necessarily have when you live in an apartment. Or, hey, I want to go from, you know, um, I'm trying to think of something random, but like, if you want to go from like eating tacos to Thanksgiving meal, there's a level of responsibility that comes with a Thanksgiving meal than making tacos. So, <laughs> you know, I kind of apply this whole concept to everything, like success if anything, requires responsibility. And when you think about the responsibility required, you kind of reconfirm if you actually want to do it. Absolutely. Whew. Let me tell y'all just with the house thing. I've never told this story on here before. <laughs> so Darius and I moved into our home like four years ago or something like that. Our first ever, you know, owning a home and whatnot. And when I say we took a shower and the tub cracked. What? Night number one. Mind you, we had the property checked. We had the oh wow the things. The tub gets this hairline fracture straight through it. And we run downstairs and it's a waterfall down my dining room. Now, of course, we turned the water off immediately. There wasn't like bad water damage or anything like that. But that was our introduction into ownership and the difference between owning something and renting something and being able to call someone to fix it. Like, come fix this. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, we got to, fi- we got to, we got to do all of oh, the Oh, wow. Hire the people. Get yes. The- okay. <laughs> uh, 
say I don't because we was also young and relatively broke. I want to say we didn't kick <laughs> that bathtub for like six months. <laughs> ah, that's crazy. Not a guest bathroom. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Like, hey, you got to do what you got to do. And so when people be like, hey, I'm ready to do this thing, I'd be like, hey, I've had people have ideas and visions. And then when I give them the to-do list, they're like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, but this is your vision. How you gonna get overwhelmed with your vision? Like, this is just a to-do list for what you said you wanted to do. That is such a good point. She said, <laughs> your vision. You told me you wanted to do right. it. <laughs> I'm saying that's a client. So I'm, like, I'm just joking. Let me help you. <laughs> I'm like, but you said, right? But you said you wanted to be a CEO of a ten million dollar business. I'm just saying, you got to hire about twenty people. Just saying, at least, and that's that's a great lean team. You've done well. Yes. You've yeah. done well to keep that team lean at twenty people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts? Uh, last words? Anything you want to leave the listener with? Who's just been listening to this conversation, laughing right along with us? But they're also like, but Audrey actually really has been dropping some gems, and I'm gonna go rethink everything in my life. <laughs> yes, I would definitely say as we move, as you as you move into the CEO role, give yourself grace. You're not gonna always get it right. You're not gonna always get it wrong. Um, but you have to understand that it's a journey. And that every uh, every quote unquote failure, like you say, is an opportunity for growth. Look, y'all heard it here first. Like, <laughs> at the very least, what y'all can say from this episode in this conversation <laughs> is that we were honest and we were transparent. And there yes. is, I think that there's life just teaches us along the way. So yes. whatever those learning opportunities had to be for you. Those were meant for you. You know what I mean? Yes. It taught you valuable lessons that you can now take forward for the duration of this company and just anything that you do in life. So I'm so proud of you. I just want to say thank that. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you are doing good, ma'am. You're doing wonderful. <laughs> it is an honor to cheer you on from afar. So before we go, go tell everybody where they can find you on all the platforms so that they could cheer you on too and kind of tap into what's yes. going on. In the world. So I, you can go to my website, which is ardrearichmond.shop. Um, I'm also Ardrea Richmond on all platforms. So that's YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of the things, Twitter, Clubhouse, Ardrea Richmond. And um, preferably, I would love for you to connect me on Instagram because that's where you can see all the color, all the magic and all the conversations. Look, y'all remember, uncloned media. It's it's a fun Instagram to see. Go on over there. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. It's Uncle Media and Ardra Richmond. So yeah. yes. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yes. yes. Thank you.